In the instructions this morning, I'd like to offer some reflections on discerning mind states as mind states. Mind states, this combination of emotion, thought, body, uh, the way the body gets disposed in a certain mind state, story, a sense of self, for example, around a mind state of anger, a mind state of pride, a mind state of bitterness, a mind state of desirousness. This is a mind state. And in the third foundation of mindfulness, the Buddha invites us to know this (coughs) as a mind state and not who and what you are. No thing, as he pointed out to Rahula, should be taken as I, myself, or mine. What we see as the mind gets quieter and we stabilize with the continuity of feet on the ground, the brightening of the mind, that awake awareness, can start to see more clearly that this mind state, even these most painful ones, the helplessness, the despair, Even the most glorified ones, the glory, the, uh, well, what gets better than glory? The glory, that they have all come together. The mind, in a sense, the attention is almost selected, especially familiar ones. We almost, sometimes some of you may see, we're almost kind of searching for those familiar mind states to become, to take birth in, to have a sense of self in. And what's most beautiful and liberating in the teachings is the Buddha says, no, these are, these, these are fabricated. These are come about due to conditions and they also disappear when the conditions are not there to support them. He is not saying there are not some things we want to feel and act upon, not at all but he's pointing us towards the emptiness of a mind state, meaning there's nothing at the core of it, there's nothing at the center of it that you can find that is you, that is yours, that is yourself. And this is very liberating. This allows us then to have our thoughts and feelings and with wisdom to know which ones (laughs) lead onward, which ones lead toward more happiness and which do not. So making this practical in our meditation today, we will keep the meditation simple. You do not need to look for mind states. You do not need to resurrect some so that you can work on them. Not at all. Our refuge is in this wakeful, bright, here, knowing. Just right now, take a moment 
to make those words not abstract or something later on you'll do when I've stopped speaking. But right now, this quality is always available. Settle back in a way we could metaphorically say before the concepts (coughs) arise. And you might notice that if you open your eyes slowly, the Buddha gave a metaphor, he said, as clear as color is to someone with good sight. Right now as you open your eyes and you let the color come to you of whatever you see, rather than you going out to the color, Letting the color come to you. It is known. There's nothing you have to do to know it. You don't have to contract your mind to know it. It is known. And then following on, then there'll be the little label that goes with it, like red or, you know, green. This resting back in this knowing, this is our refuge. This will allow us to see how mind states come to be and how they can dissolve. So practicing simply means establishing body, taking your posture, breathing out, knowing that the refuge of knowing something new will be found here and now. Not in a minute, but here and now in the midst of the very conditions that you're with. Your body in its pleasure or its pain or its neutralness. Your heart in its expansion or its contractedness or its softness or its hardness just as you find yourself right here the wakefulness is how would it be to perceive that quality of your mind right now contracted or expanded the same way you open your eyes and let color come to you nothing you have to do about the mind state Nothing you have to fix about the mind state, but neither are you captured by the mind state and taken into a future fantasy, a past regret, a fabrication of something that is actually not here. Because here, anything that we have come to practice for, for refuge, for love, for freedom, for peace, whatever it is our motivation, the doorway for all of us always is here. So keeping the practice simple, resting in this knowing, using the breathing to help steady 
and deepen and sustain the attention. There's something very satisfying for the mind, for the heart-mind, in sustaining right through to the end of the out-breath, till it fades. Sustaining that you don't have to disappear when the object disappears. Right? Sustaining as the new breath is born. And as the breath reaches its peak and fills you out, you don't have to disappear when something has come to full fruition. You do not have to claim it as yours. Breathing out. You are awake. And practicing in that field of wakefulness, you will notice at times mind states arise. Actually, the heart, the perception and the heart, there's always some kind of affective tone some kind of tone. And at times you will see a mind state arise. Sometimes you will be taken into the mind state and before you know it, you have become the angry one, the righteous one, the hurt one, the glorious one. And when that happens, you can, in that moment of mindfulness, this is a good moment. In the moment you go, oh, wow, I was just with my breath and everything was peaceful and beautiful and suddenly I'm at work and I'm going to let him have it. Wow. Okay. So not how did that happen. We're not analyzing that at this point. We're taking the refuge in the wakefulness like, oh, I see it. I see it. No judgment, no need to build upon it. We're doing a different experiment of seeing the nature of the mind state. So right there you plant your feet, metaphorically and actually, in these waters of immediate bright knowing. And you see the spin. It's like a gut reflex sometimes. We just spun into this state, you know, this stuff you call cotton candy, we call it candy floss. This thing, there's a stick there and like in the machine it suddenly goes whoosh, and there's this sort of gooey pink stuff on a stick. <laughs> right? Before we know it we're this kind of tight little bound ball of, I mean cotton candy wouldn't sound too bad would it? But you know, sometimes it's like molasses or you know uh, hard frosty whatever. Ah, good, I see. The seeing, the knowing. Right there we plant our feet in the knowing and we acknowledge the spin. Ah, this is the spin. This is the spin. And in that moment can you breathe. You do not have to yank yourself away to the breath and make another spin called the meditator. 
pulling away to make another doing, another fabrication. Right there in the middle of that spin, you can breathe. Acknowledge the spin. Acknowledge the tone of the spin. Ah, the the bitterness, the pride, the glow, the rancor or the hurt, the helplessness, the desperation, the lustiness. Acknowledge the tone. And standing right there in the wakefulness, we make the awareness continuous. Rather than the sense of self. The continuity of the sense of self does not lead towards happiness even the best sense of self that you've got together because it comes together due to conditions and it passes when those conditions are no longer there our freedom is not in the best sense of self our freedom is seeing the nature of the mind and not taking it as I or me, or myself. So we acknowledge the spin. We don't have to spin out to another little ball of cotton candy. But right there, the tone we recognize, sometimes using a label to help discriminate the specificity can help sometimes. Not getting busy with it, but sometimes it gets clear, like the color red gets clear when you open your eyes and receive the color. Ah, ah, wow, this is contracted. This is angry. Wow, this is the hurt one. This is the one who desperately doesn't want to be misunderstood. This is the one who fears humiliation. This is the one who wants her love to be known and offered everywhere. This is the one who wants to be seen. Acknowledging, breathing, breathing out. Sometimes we can work with the mind state at the level of the body. We may see in the middle of the spin that our shoulders have come up or our chest has puffed out or our arms have collapsed or our skull is despondent. We may feel it in the body and we can respond at that level. Ah, ah, it's okay, my love. How would it be just to soften the shoulders? How would it be to just soften the fingers and the hands and widen so that the soma, the bodily energetics, can have a little bit more room 
for this spin to unfold itself. And then sometimes we can feel the texture. We can breathe in the torso, come out of the story, and sense the texture in the heart, in the guts. Oh, it's kind of soft in there. Oh, it's really hard in there. It's like a lump of granite right now. This is not me, this is not mine, this is not myself, but it is something that has arisen in this moment to be known, to be thoroughly known, to be loved, to be softened and widened around, so it too can reveal. It too can unfold itself and take its place in the sun. This soft, mushy, fruity feeling in my heart that feels really vulnerable. Can I rest back in awareness and breathe and open the body and get curious? How does this want to unfold? Or this treacly, thick, (coughs) dense sense in my stomach? Oh, treacly, thick, dense. Oh, can I breathe there? with no demand, no second guessing, what thickness transforms into, but loving the thickness, the way the chitta can manifest as anything. How would it be to treat that heart-mind not as mine that I have to sort out and fix and get the dodgy bits out and expand and, and not be heavy? No. What would it be to treat this chitta as a landscape that is perfect, actually. Perfect here and now. A landscape that sometimes has rocks and soft bits and watery bits and fruity bits and frozen bits and bits where the water spins really fast and the leaves get caught and bits that are clear and fresh as new snow. This is not me. This is not mine. This is not myself. That doesn't mean that it is dismissed. It means that we can see it with new eyes, with respect and the humility of one who belongs to the earth and belongs to the heavens. And we take our place and bow and say, I don't know, but I ask for permission to be known and to know. Bowing there, we treat this chitta with the nobility that it is its birthright. So please take in your seat. Keep it simple, no need to look for landscapes. We keep it simple. Upright and gentle. An attitude that is both firm and immovable. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with this. 
I'm not going anywhere. This is my opportunity. And that it is also soft and delicate and nuanced. And awake. <coughs> Letting the out-breath drop your bottom to the seat. Space under the armpits, jaw and hands soft. And giving yourself the luxury of letting your body breathe. Dear body and mind, how would you like to breathe right now? Dear body and mind, show me how you'd like to breathe right now. And you are awake. And receiving this body and this breath and this mind. However it is disposed right now. calm or frustrated, expanded or contracted. Spacious, or crowded. You are awake. You are here.
even the one who thinks she has to work on something. See that? Breathe with that without you going anywhere, without you working on anything. And in the moments where you're not spinning or attending to the spin, letting yourself deepen and rest in this awake, steady, sensitive.
sustaining.
May all beings know ease. May all beings know joy. And may all beings know release. From the grip of separateness. Today is our sixth day of practice. You've put in a lot of groundwork. Um, so please take the t- t- use the day today <coughs> to um, allow the fruits of this groundwork to um, come. And how you can support that is through uh, having blocks of practice that are continuous it's kind of extending ourselves a little bit. Um, so if you're ready for this or um, up for just extending your edges, if you're uh, not kind of doing a whole walking or a whole sitting walking, sitting walking, then you might consider today, okay, let me give myself a little extension there and see what happens if I go right through. Um, Others of you are practicing extension um, and you may extend in different ways uh, if you wish. So if you're already at the edge of your capacity and overwhelmed and um, working with that, respecting that, if you're not, if you're ready for extending a little further, find the ways that you might do that. And it might be, I I remember, you know, on a long retreat, Assuming I would have my nap after lunch, and just but staying current—that was the instruction—and horrified that after dinner, I was wanting to take myself back to my bedroom, but my body went to the meditation hall. I was like, "Oh, there's something letting ourselves extend a little bit, letting ourselves follow our intention for being here." So maybe not having the nap; it might be going for a walk instead. But if you need the nap, have the nap. Um, for some it will be staying later into the evening Um, some it might be coming to the last sitting if you haven't yet or if you've kind of dropped that off your schedule Um, for some it will be sitting longer into the night this silence that is here is so precious and palpable and sometimes that dark um, the dark clarity 
that comes at the night time can be such a precious place. Many people resonate very much with this kind of dark clarity. Um, so see what's appropriate for you with the extension. The, the, the thought being that continuity of awareness, even though we're not continuous all the time, we'll spin and we'll do our thing, but intending to the continuity of awareness supports it. And this, in a way, softens the tendency to the continuity of selfing. Um, it it kind of gives us more room to discover more of what we don't yet know. And um, there is much to be known. Um, is there anything else? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it at the beginning, but if you come for a sitting, and we hope you do, please intend to stay all the way through to the end and not um, getting up and leaving during, unless, of course, it's some emergency. You know, something in the body uh, needs some relief immediately. Fine. Otherwise, coughing is fine in here. Crying is fine in here. Um, if that should happen, but making the intention to stay right through the end supports us together in the, the deepening of the silence. Yeah. Okay. So, group, uh, the groups are meeting now. If those people would be allowed to go first, we have a few minutes, and for the rest, time for walking or further sitting or standing. Thanks. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.